Welcome to the Ephesians Bible Study. Amy Eilers from House of Eilers and yours truly, Stephanie Clarice from 500 Seconds to Joy, bring you this two-week Bible study to help you deepen your understanding of God's Holy Word and to grow in closeness with the Lord. Over four podcast episodes, we will read the entire book of Ephesians. We're going to discuss what it means for us in our lives, and we're going to meditate on key passages. May this time in the Word bless you and your family. Now let's get in the Word, Mama friend. Welcome back. This is Stephanie with 500 Seconds to Joy, and it is a joy to have you here This is the second episode of the Ephesians Bible study, and my baby is so excited about it. So, here's what I want to talk about. We're going to talk about chapter 2 and chapter 3, the letter to the Ephesians. Amy is going to be reading these two chapters And this is Amy from House of Eilers. If you don't know about her yet, you need to know about her. She is just lovely. You can go to House of Eilers on Instagram or you go to her blog, houseofeilers.com. I love what she shares and I'm just so glad that we are partnering together to bring you this Ephesians Bible study. So if you didn't listen to chapter one, no problem at all. It really is no problem. You can jump in now. This Bible study is all about getting in the word, mama friend. And if you didn't sign up for the emails, definitely do that. Go to bit.ly forward slash Ephesians Bible study, and you will get four emails from me with discussion questions. These could be discussion with you and God, (laughs) journal questions just for you, or you could do it with a group and you can talk about these things. Um, And I also have encouragement and a pretty phone wallpaper in the um, email for you. So go to bit.ly forward slash Ephesians Bible study, or you can also email me. I'll forward those on to you. It's at 500 seconds to joy at gmail.com. All the links are in the show notes. Now let's listen to Amy read chapter two and three from the letter to the Ephesians. And then let's chat about these two chapters. Ready? As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature objects of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show an incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, And this not from yourselves, it is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Therefore, remember that the formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, that done by the body, by the hands of men. 
Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners, to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace, and in this one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, for which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose, which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit into your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. 
To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so now that we've heard chapter 2 and 3 of the letter to the Ephesians, I want to just say something to you. God has prepared good works for you to do. And God is going to dwell in your heart and do more through you than you can even imagine. So let's start with chapter 2. Chapter 2 talks about the generosity of God's plan and being one in Christ. So in chapter 2 verse 4 says, God who is rich in mercy. So again, we're, we're thinking about God's mercy. Mercy is emphasized. God's richness is emphasized. If you think back to chapter 1, I talked about how God lavishes, you know, his blessings upon us, his grace is upon us. Now we're talking about his mercy. He's rich in mercy. So we're thinking of God as generous, rich in mercy, just all this grace poured out for us. So speaking of grace, um, chapter 2, verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. For by grace you have been saved through faith. This is such good news. And N.T. Wright, who's a Protestant minister and wrote the book, Paul for Everyone, he talks about how Paul stresses God's magnificent kindness. God's kindness is seriously magnificent and just, he's rich in mercy. It's amazing. He's saved us by grace. It's nothing we've done to deserve this. We do get to live out our faith. It doesn't mean we can just sit around and say, okay, we're saved. Now I don't need to do anything, but we can meditate on how good God is and how he has saved us. Isn't that incredible? So God's gift to us is our faith. Therefore, we're not able to boast. It's all through God's rich love and mercy. Okay, now let's think about verse 10 of chapter 2. For we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance, advance, that we should live in them. This is one of my favorite verses in this chapter. We are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance, comma, that we should live in them. So, God is rich in mercy. We've been saved by grace. We've been saved through faith. We're his handiwork. We're created in Christ Jesus, and he has good works for us. He's given us faith, and now he, Paul is telling us there are good works for us to do. They've been prepared in advance, and we're meant to live in them. So we're not meant to just sit around twiddling our thumbs, <laughs> thinking about how God, good God is. That is part of it. Meditating on his goodness, being with him. But then there's action that's, that's needing to be taken. And maybe you fall on one side or the other. I know for myself... It's easier for me to take action than to sit with God and to meditate on his word and to think about what it means and just bask in his glory and his goodness. 
it's easier for me to do something like read my Bible and underline it and be writing notes and doing, doing, doing action, action, action. Um, it's a little harder for me to sit still, quiet myself and be with God in the silence. So think about maybe which side you're on. They're both important. Sitting in stillness with God and doing these good works he's prepared for us. And we need to live in them. Act them out. Do things. They're both important. The stillness and the doing. So think about maybe which is your strong suit and which is the area that could use some improvement. And you can ask the Lord for his help with that. Now... Let's move on to one last verse in chapter 2 before we go to chapter 3. So chapter 2, verse 14. For he is our peace. He who made both one and broke down the dividing wall of enmity through his flesh. This is important because he broke down this dividing wall. God has united all Christians through Jesus' sacrifice He is the God of both Jews and Gentiles. And he's telling the early Christians, I'm breaking down this wall. You know, you're no longer Jews and Gentiles. It's no longer a wall dividing you. You're all Christians. You're all followers of Christ. And I think that message is for us today. If you're listening, whether you're Catholic or Protestant, you know, are you Baptist? Are you non denominational Christian? Are you Roman Catholic? Are you Episcopalian? Whatever you are, do you love Jesus? Yes. Okay, we're all Christians and we're meant to be united through Jesus' sacrifice. Does that mean there are differences? Yes, there are. We can honor those differences, respect those differences. And also come together and be unified because God has united all Christians through Jesus' sacrifice. Let's think about that today and pray how all of us Christians can be more united in Christ. Okay, chapter three. Let's keep this short and sweet. And I'm sorry if you hear kid noises in the background. That's just kind of my life with three young kids. There's always someone in the background. But anyway, let's talk about chapter three. Overall, this is these are the themes. Um, chapter three speaks about the mission of the church to preach God's plan. And there's a prayer for us as we spread God's word in the world. So speaking of spreading God's word, chapter three, verse 12 says, We have boldness of speech and confidence of access through faith in him. So the boldness of speech is in regard to talking about Jesus, talking about the good news of the gospel, which is that Jesus died for us and Jesus rose, and we have forgiveness through him. So we can feel bold and confident in this. And then chapter 3, verses 16 to 19, is a really beautiful prayer for us to be strengthened through his spirit and to know the love of God so we can be filled with the fullness of God. So I'm going to read this to you. This is chapter 3, verses 16 to 19. So Paul is saying for this, well, I'm going to start with 14 actually because it makes a little more sense. 
For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, and that he may grant you, in accord with the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner self, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the holy ones what is the breadth and length and height and depth. And then verse 19 goes on to say, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Isn't that beautiful? It's really packed with a lot there. But if I may just quickly say, may Christ dwell in our hearts so we can be rooted and grounded in love. And then we can have, we can have strength to comprehend the awesome power of God, the, the love he has for us that surpasses knowledge. And then we can be filled with him, filled with the fullness of God, filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you're ever feeling like you need some extra help in your day, go to Ephesians 4, I would say 14 to 19. Just read it all because we can kneel before the Father and ask him to strengthen us with the power from his spirit in our inner self so that Christ can dwell in us so that we can be rooted and grounded in love and we can understand the love that God has for us that really cannot be fully understood and so we can be filled with the fullness of God and why do we want to be filled with the fullness of God well we want that to flow out of us in our marriages in our motherhood our family life in our community with our other friends and family we want it to flow out so that we can build up the body of Christ and have more people come to know Jesus come to know God's love come into a deeper relationship with him and get in the word just like we're getting in the word we want that for everyone we want the peace and joy and love that just passes all understanding for each person in this world this is why we want to be filled with the the love of god we want to be filled with the holy spirit so then we can share it with others and now i'm going to wrap up with a really popular couple of verses these two verses Ephesians 3 20 to 21 now to him who is able to accomplish far more than all we ask or imagine by the power at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever amen so just remember this we give glory to God and we need to remember he can accomplish far more by being inside of us the holy spirit at work within us we can accomplish far more with him than we could ever ask or imagine so just remember that on any hard day you're having maybe it's today maybe it was yesterday maybe it'll be tomorrow whatever moment that's hard in your day god can accomplish so much more than you could ever ask or imagine and his power is within you that's why it's so important you're showing up reading your bible it doesn't have to be this bible study this is not the only way but this is one way to get in the word mama friend because when we do that we can change 
our family through the power of the Lord. And that can change our culture and change our world. Some really powerful stuff. So I hope this time was a blessing to you. If it was, feel free to share it with somebody. Share it with a family member, a friend. Hopefully you are getting those journal questions. Um, If you're not, go to bit.ly forward slash Ephesians Bible study. And I think that will really enhance the experience of this Bible study for you just to have some questions to meditate on. Let me just give you an example. Something from chapter three that I wanted anybody who's who's taking the time to meditate on it and I'm hoping I can take the time too. I'm planning to but mom life gets in the way sometimes life gets busy so don't feel badly if you can't get to these questions but let me give you an example that maybe you can think about right after this episode and if you want more questions to meditate on some encouragement a pretty phone wallpaper um, go to bit.ly forward slash Ephesians Bible study okay here it is do you believe that God can accomplish anything through you. Do you believe that? I want to leave you with that today and let me just pray over you. I just feel the need to do this. So let's go. Lord, I pray over every listener right now that they may know your love, that they may feel it, that they may invite you into their lives, Holy Spirit that they may allow you to work in their lives in the big moments and in the little moments and help each of us, each of us, Lord, to believe that you can accomplish far more than we can ask or imagine when we are close to you, when we are walking with you. Help us to stay in your word. Help us to stay close to you each and every day and help us to love like you, Jesus. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thank you for being here. I will meet you back here for episode number three of this four-episode Bible study. It's a blessing having you. I'll chat with you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this special Ephesians Bible study episode. We pray that this time blessed you and your family, this time in the word, it always bears fruit. And so if you haven't signed up for the emails yet to deepen this Bible study with discussion, journal questions, and also some encouragement in those emails, go to bit.ly forward slash Ephesians Bible study. The link is in the show notes. You can also connect with Amy over on Instagram at House of Eilers. She and I are hosting this study together. Let's keep getting in the word, mama friend, and we'll meet you back here soon. Bye for now.